Alright guys, uh, that is not the end of the stream, because we have some leveling to do, and I want to set you guys up for the next adventure, but it is the end of Terra Tribor, I would Tribor, like to so... donate my portion of the reward to Smithson and his family. <laughs> yes, by the way, each of you got 60 gold pieces, I should say, as your reward. Uh, but first of all, before no, we move on, chat, like can we get some congratulations to the uh, the folks for doing... They have successfully completed Terra Tribor. Um, and nobody so died! Nobody Even died. We tried, we tried really, really hard to make sure <laughs> it was somebody close. Didn't. It was close. Uh, <laughs> there were some moments that were. It wasn't. There were things that could have been done that you guys could have done if it got really dicey. But the problem was the constant paralysis thing. Like um, that. That was something which was a problem, and that's not something you can be immune from. That's you know. So yes, victory exactly. Okay, so what I would like you guys to do is um, right now I believe we've got. Urash, you're at level one. Everyone else is at level two, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Okay. I would like all of you, including Urash, to advance to level three. Now, what that's going to involve is, what I'd like to do is, you guys should have basic rules and set in place. Um, but what I'd like to do is, I'm going to describe what the next adventure is going to be. Um, I'm going to explain it a little bit as you guys are getting yourself leveled up. Um, for those of you who don't have books in front of you, like player's handbooks and stuff like that, we should be able to link the basic rules so that you can see what the next levels would be for each of you. Um, but there's going to be, third level is a big level, so you guys can get, there'll be spell adjustments and things like that. Um, for the adventure that we're about to do, we will be using the milestone experience rule. And what that means is that as you reach certain checkpoints, if you will, in the adventure, certain things that you achieve, that will get you a level rather than calculating experience. The reason this is done is because um, individual experience levels, to be quite frank, I love 5e, but individual experience levels are kind of fouled up with the monsters. And so they have begun to recommend as sort of a matter of course that probably the milestone experience level is better, and I agree. Um, and so uh, the rewards you guys get will be not only furthering adventure, but treasure, magic items, things like that. Um, but, uh, but that's what we're going to be doing. So moving forward, you won't have to keep track of individual experience points. I should say, one thing we didn't talk about is that after you defeated the ghast, in St. Cuthbert's uh, sarcophagus, what he came from, were several hundred gold pieces, um, much of which was taken by the town. Uh, but not all of it. Um, there were about 300 gold pieces in it, and so all of you got an additional 25 gold pieces uh, in addition to the gold she awarded you. So you guys got 60 gold pieces apiece plus 25 gold pieces from the sarcophagus. In addition, you also were given each of you a healing potion. So all of you were given a healing potion for your good work and resources and all that kind of good stuff. Now, I'm going to come to each of you individually and we'll talk about what has happened in level three. But the adventure that we're going to do, I've changed my mind on. I was originally going to um, bring them into Princes of the Apocalypse, but I've decided against it for a variety of reasons. And one of them is that I think this adventure is going to be better suited for these folks. We are going to be moving into an adventure called Storm King's Thunder. This adventure is brand new. It was written by Chris Perkins, who is a uh, tremendous DM. Um, and uh, it is... I won't tell you what it is, except that it does at one point involve Tribor. Tribor figures in it prominently, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to use it. Um, it is a long campaign adventure, and so we will be doing this for a while. Um, it is, if all goes well, it will bring you up to high levels, perhaps level 11 or 12 or 13 by the time all is said and done. Um, that's assuming you survive it. Um, but it will bring you up long levels. One thing I do want to sort of caution everyone about is you guys did very well as a group. However, I do want to remind everybody that you will need to keep in sort of mind aspects of your personality and what your particular class and dedication is. So what I mean by that is you will need to act in a way that is uh, concomitant with your faith, if you are a cleric or paladin in particular, but at the same time, you shouldn't feel hidebound by it. So what I mean by that is, if someone does something which is wrong, I'm using you just to, as an example for a moment, Justice, not because I'm thinking you were the one who was the problem, but I'm just bringing this up because it comes to mind. If something comes up where you see an injustice being done, but then you see like a kid steal an apple, you're not necessarily going to be hidebound to dealing with the kid who stole the apple. I'm just letting you know. You have sort of matured a little bit in your thinking. That said, though, you know, 
you can you kicking Sharky in the junk was appropriate given what he had done, but be cautious because your god will send several warning shots across the bow if you act in a non-paladin fashion moving forward. Um, so I'm just letting that. And the only reason I'm bringing you up is because it's on my mind. But this is a warning to everybody, just sort of equally. That said, though, you guys did very well operating together. Uh, you did very well in sort of addressing the threat, and this is a step up in class for you. What you guys are about to go through. Nice. So let me uh, go person by person. Is um, are any one of you? Because we're going to do uh, hit points here as well. So Celsig, why don't we start with you on that, if you don't mind, to do the hit points in front okay. of everyone. Um, so you're going to be rolling again your hit die, whatever it is. I think it is it yeah. six for d6 for you? Uh, d8. Okay, d8. And then you're going to be mm -hmm. adding your con, and you're going to be doing that to go from level two to level three. So chat, here we go. Let's see what he gets. Come roll, please. Six. Wow, good stuff. All right. Yeah. So your maximum hit points now are? Uh, 22. 22, lovely. Uh, okay, I will keep going on because I assume you've got other stuff to look at. So I will keep moving on as you continue your leveling. Uh, let's go to you next, uh, Mike. Uh, for Urash, um, your hit die is, is it 10 or 12? Uh, 12. Okay, so go ahead and roll. And again, you're going to add your con modifier to it. Yeah, he did do con modifier. Mm. I add, he added that trend. Oh, six I plus. No did con. you do it? Oh, you don't have a con modifier. Okay, so yeah. the answer is zero. Okay, so that's why. <laughs> so go ahead and do yours, Mike. There we go. Oh, oh three. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's like the worst. Good God. All right. Um, so what are you at? What's your total? Oh, but you uh, go 20. up twice, though, don't you? Oh, yes. Good point. Okay, Thanks so what, what are you at first? What's your maximum before you go up to the next one? Two seconds, two seconds, two seconds. 17. Okay, so 17. All right, so now roll that again. Let's let's go for max here this time. Okay. That's more Eight. like it. That's better. All right, so you're now up at 25. <laughs> so you'll be happy to know that you do have more 20... hit points than Celsig. <laughs> <laughs> 17 plus 8, right? Did I get that right? Uh, if it's two levels, 17 plus 8 is 25, but are we counting the three? Yeah, yeah, I counted that already because you were. I was assuming the seventeen was with the three involved. It wasn't. No, seventeen. Oh, okay. Seventeen's level one plus three would be twenty for level two. So twenty-eight. Plus twenty-eight for level awesome. three. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Twenty-eight. Uh, okay. Nah, we don't do that, Sharian. Nope. No average. Oh, who is drumming? Um, someone might be. I don't know. Is someone on their microphone like hitting the table? Oh, sorry. It might have been my uh, book. Sorry. Okay. Thanks for letting <laughs> us know. What? What tank? What a. What a can't? What a can't? I'm, I'm, I hope that's what that is, not something else. What a card, um, eh? Yeah, well, exactly. All right, uh, that brings us to Pi. Okay, so for Justice, your usual maximum is 18, Justice? Is that right? Uh, yeah. At level 2? Okay. So now you're going to roll your hit die, which is either going to be, I think, 10 or 12. I don't remember what your hit die is. Um, but I can look it up. What's a hit die? Hit die is uh, the thing that you use to roll your hit points, um, and everyone has a is different. Is that written on my page anywhere? Should be. Yeah, you yep. see, you see your hit points, hit points. You just look below that. I have one d ten. One d ten. Okay, so you're gonna roll ten, and you're gonna add your Constitution modifier to it. Okay, so zero. Eight. Eight. All right. So you were at twenty six. So you should feel relieved, Orash. You still do have the most hit points. <laughs> you are yes. you successfully have the most. Okay, and last and but still the tank. Certainly not least, uh, Greta. Um, your maximum at level two was what again? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so go ahead and you've got a D six or a D eight for you. One D eight plus two. Plus two. All right, let's do it. Oh, you just did it. So yep. six. All right, so you were mm -hmm. at twenty one. All right. Yes. So everyone has broken the barrier of uh, the twenties. Good. Okay. All right, so I've got your new hit point totals put in place. Okay, now as everyone comes up with, when you guys say you're ready to tell me what, what other things you gained and bandages and stuff, please let me know and then I'll go through it bit by bit. And then uh, we'll go through each character and then we'll, we'll get started with the second, uh, the next adventure, um, which will run for about a half hour or so. And then we'll be nicely set up for our next uh, session. So let oh, me know if okay. any of you guys are ready to express what this... things have happened. Does somebody have the basic rules for me quickly, the link? Let's see if I can get it. 
Let's get some music here too. Yeah, yeah this is on. the part that's not going to be fantastic television. We apologize. Yeah, <laughs> um, I thought we should have planned this in advance because I kind of knew the direction it was going, but I never actually wrote down because I was I'm looking into going to Arcane Trickster since uh, the character uh, I was assigned was kind of spec'd for that anyway. And I really want Mage Hand, which is a fantastic little cantrip which gives me my own little pet hand I can summon. <laughs> <laughs> and I have in no way got many many shenanigans planned for use with this. <laughs> okay, let me, get you this, uh, let me get you this thing right here. So I get. I also, in addition to that, I know two other cantrips and three first-level wizard spells, two of which have to be enchantment or illusion. Okay, just put it in Skype chat and chat. You guys can uh, go. You guys can take follow along and see what they're doing as they move up to level three. Good music. Mm, yeah, this is uh, this is fairy tale. Uh, it's called battle music. This is fantasy training montage music. You just see like <laughs> that's why they're running up, a, they're running up a mountain. But instead of a log on their just... back, it's like a uh, it's like a like a tavern, like the chair. Like Justice has the I've chair got, like, on his back, like yeah. a chair. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got, got the chair. Like, that accidentally right, 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 right. Yeah, Justice is in the chair on your back as he's got the chair. I'm like, carrying Celsic and Greta. I'm just running up the uh, <laughs> up the mountain. Wizard cantrips. Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Did I give you the old one? Oh my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that's right, Pyron. Yeah, I gave you the old one. That was what was linked on Google. My fault. Sorry. Yes, that's correct. No problem. O three is what you want. Oh. <laughs> okay. On point there. Absolutely on point. Okay. Give me one second. Oh man, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I misread last time I was reading this. My cantrips don't have to be illusions, so I actually have access to all of them. Yeah. Where, where is the damn cleric? Well, I mean, the archetypes not getting trickster. I think minor illusion has to be <laughs> in my tool bag. Have a look at that. There we go. I don't want anyone to see this while I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Evil. I smell shenanigan. It's fine. Um. Ooh. Okay, I'll be right back with you in one second, chat. Hmm. Well, okay, yes. here we go. I think that fits with the character. I'm not so. live domain, I'm light domain. Okay, so I need to Google that. Illusion. Yeah, uh, D&D fifth light domain. There we go. <laughs> I always want to take shocking grasp just for pranks. <laughs> Shake my hand. <laughs> oh, okay, so where do I put this? Here, light domain there. Flaming sphere this is really and... exciting character creation music by the way the training montage scorching ray so I get these like I got burning hands and fairy fire right oh. bonus domain spell so I should have okay. put them here Celsic is just going around a random keep somewhere just really epically picking every single lock in him. <laughs> right, they just keep showing that, ocean. and it keeps cutting back to, like, still, uh, you know, Justice, like, bouncing back and forth in the chair as Rush goes up there. <laughs> Meanwhile, Greta is just, like, going around and, like, setting things on fire, like, trading dummies fire, 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 fire. I can I can, I can just make things light up without burning them down? So you just, well, I mean, Wait. I'm just assuming that you're 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 practicing, you know? It's, it's... Did, we, did we reunite with the chair? Oh yeah, you got we never the left back. the chair. I, le I left it at Longfellow's no. You did. You did. No. Longfellow's you took, I don't you took remember. It. Oh yeah, did I don't you take it back or did you leave it? it? I'm trying. I don't remember if you let me take it back or not. I think I let you take it back from there. I'm wondering if you then left it again in the jail or not. So this must be plus lyric level. So this is three now. I haven't so, been following uh, the chair chronicles. Quick question for. Uh, our DM. I am looking in this link that has been provided with the player's basic rules. I can't find anything for specifically for barbarians or half orcs. Oh, that's 
probably because... I think that player is Hamburg. I'm special! So, Cantrofira, <laughs> two second level special. See, see, I'm looking at Minor Illusion, and I'm looking at Shocking Grasp, and I'm thinking, I could create an illusionary oh, chair, then when they fall on their ass, I can go, let me help you on your feet, <laughs> and then <laughs> give them a shock. Okay, let me... Are uh... you going to become an epic prankster? <laughs> it, the the archetype I'm going for is literally oh, called no Arcade kick. Trickster. <laughs> Pretty much, yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, um, so here we go. Let's talk about level three. Um, here we go. So here's the, first of all, at second level, um, for a barbarian, well, there's a couple things. First I know of I all, get uncanny dodge. Uh, well, so, okay, as a barbarian, you are a barbarian, yes? I thought, right? Yes, Rage? yes, yes, okay. yes. So, a couple things. First of all, at second level, you get reckless attack. So starting at huh. second level, you can throw aside all concern for defense to attack with fierce desperation. It fills you with, in capitals, determination. Um, um, <laughs> when, <laughs> when you make your first attack on your turn, you can decide to attack recklessly. Doing so gives you advantage on melee weapon attack rolls using strength during this turn, but attack rolls against you have advantage until your next turn. So you can get advantage on attack rolls, but then will suffer advantage on attack rolls against you. Okay. Okay. Also, I want to note that attack rolls against you do not have to be strength. So you can use reckless attack when you're using a melee weapon, but someone who's firing at you from a distance still gets advantage on you if you t if you do that. So, and you can do that every turn if you want. That's second level. Another okay. thing at second level is danger sense. Uh, at second level, you gain an uncanny sense of when things nearby aren't as they should be, giving you an edge when you dodge away from danger. You have advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects that you can see, such as traps and spells. But to gain this benefit, you cannot be blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. And again, you must be able to see it. So if something comes from behind you, obviously that's not going to work. Does that include paralysis? Uh, that is um, not a dexterity saving throw, so sadly not. It's more like dodging out okay. of the way of a blade being thrown at you or whatever. Uh, okay. All right, so that's your other thing. Um, now, here's the other super exciting thing for you, Urash. At third level, you choose a path that shapes the nature of your rage. And I'd like to hear what chat thinks you should do, just because I'm curious. You get to decide, but choose the path of the berserker or the path of the totem warrior. So let me explain these two, okay? Path yep. of the berserker. For some barbarians, rage is a means to an end. That end being violence. The path of the berserker is a path of untrammeled fury, slick with blood. As you enter the Berserker's Rage, you thrill in the chaos of battle, heedless of your own health or well-being. Frenzy. Starting when you choose this path, at third level, you can go into a frenzy when you rage. If you do so, for the duration of your rage, you can make a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action on each of your turns after this one. So basically, you can attack twice, essentially, on each of your turns while your rage lasts. When your rage ends, you suffer one level of exhaustion, which is standard. So that's Frenzy, okay, at third level. Um, mindless Rage. Beginning at 6th level, you cannot be charmed or frightened while raging. If you are charmed or frightened when you enter your rage, the effect is suspended for the duration of the rage. Because rage. Um, yep. And at 10th level, Intimidating Presence. Beginning at 10th level, you can use your action to frighten someone with your menacing presence. When you do so, you choose one creature that you can see within 30 feet. If a creature can see or hear you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be frightened of you until the end of your next turn. On subsequent turns, you can use your action to extend the duration of this effect on the frightened creature until the end of your next turn. So you can just be like, I'm still here, I'm still here, you know, turn after turn. <laughs> uh, the effect yep. ends if the creature ends its turn out of line of sight or more than 60 feet away from you. And then the last one is retaliation. Starting at 14th level, when you take damage from a creature within 5 feet of you, you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against that creature. So that's the, that's the path of the berserker, right? Okay. The other path is the yep. path of the totem warrior. The path of the totem warrior is a spiritual journey, as the barbarian accepts a spirit animal as guide, protector, and inspiration. In battle, Sold. your totem spirit... What? Yeah. Sold. Sold. <laughs> your totem spirit fills you with supernatural might, adding magical fuel to your barbarian rage. Most barbarian tribes consider a totem animal to be kin to a particular clan. In such cases, it is unusual for an individual to have more than one totem animal spirit, though exceptions exist. So, if you're taking that one... Spirit Seeker. Yours is a path that seeks attunement with the natural world, giving you a kinship with beasts. At third level, when you adopt this path, 
you gain the ability to cast the beast sense and speak with animal spells as rituals. And so I'll describe that later, but basically what it means is it ritual is usually a 10 minute or longer thing that you have to engage in to allow you to speak with animals. So it's not like you just cast mm -hmm. something and it's done, but it allows you to speak mm -hmm. with animals sort of like, I must get in touch with my god or whatever, right? So yep. that's Spirit Seeker. Also at third level, you get Totem Spirit. So you choose a Totem Spirit and gain its feature. You must make a physical totem object, an amulet or similar adornment, that incorporates fur or feathers, claws, teeth, or bones of the totem animal. At your option, you may also gain minor physical attributes that are reminiscent of your totem spirit. For example, if you have a bear totem spirit, you might be unusually hairy and thick-skinned. Or if your totem is the eagle, your eyes turn bright yellow. Your totem animal might be an animal related to those listed here, but more appropriate to your homeland. You could choose a hawk or vulture in place of an eagle. And you have three basic choices. You can specify like subtypes, but three basic choices, bear, eagle, or wolf. So bear, while raging, you have resistance to all damage except psychic damage. The spirit of the bear makes you tough enough to stand up to any punishment. Eagle, while you're raging and aren't wearing heavy armor, other creatures have disadvantage on opportunity attack rolls against you, and you can use the dash action as a bonus action on your turn. So the spirit of the eagle makes you into a predator who can weave through the fray with ease. And the last one is Wolf. While you are raging, your friends have advantage on melee attack rolls against any creature within five feet of you that is hostile to you. The spirit of the wolf makes you a leader of hunters. Now, I want to point out, that doesn't mean a creature that you're fighting. If you are fighting something else, but mm -hmm. another creature is within five feet, your comrades would get advantage on melee attack rolls against it, if you chose that. So, what do you Sick. choose? Chat, what do you think he should be? Bear, eagle, or wolf? I'm curious. I would like to see what chat's reaction is. I have a feeling I know what it would be. People appear to be uh, saying I should choose a duck, which is not going to happen. But, penguin! Uh, Quack! A penguin. <laughs> penguin. Penguin berserker! A penguin, penguin berserker. What does that mean? They just look cuter, like... ice damage. They become cuter, like, at outrage level? Like, what? Even in their anger, they're cute. I, I'm, I'm immune to all ice damage. I and pick I at your ankle! Look at these choices. Wolf, obviously, and then eagle, and then bear. Well, I'll leave Marmoset. Marmoset. Bear, eagle, <laughs> what? bear, eagle, wolf, eagle. We have Wolfman choosing cat, which bear. is not an option. Murloc, Takandia. <laughs> wolf to keep you warm in the darkness. Pony or unicorn. Oh. Waiting for him to choose barbarian. is almost unbearable. <laughs> unbearable. Oh, he did that. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, bear. I'm going to go with the uh, path of the totem warrior. All right, go... totem a bear. So let yeah. me tell you, as you get higher in level, at the aspect of the beast, at sixth level, you will gain the might of a bear. Your carrying capacity will be doubled, and you will have advantage on strength checks made to push, pull, lift, or break objects. And at spirit well, at 10th level, you become a spirit walker, you can commune with nature. At 14th level, because of your totemic attunement, any creature within 5 feet of you while, while you're raging that's hostile to you has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you or another character with this feature. So basically, unless it attacks you, it has disadvantage attacking anybody else. That's at 14th level, because it's nice. like, oh my god. So yeah. Alright. You are the bear. There you go, sir. There are your, uh, okay. there are your benefits. All right, let me move on to uh, Celsig. Are you uh, ready to talk to me about what we've done? I'm just drawing up a short list of spells, but I've definitely got a few that I want. So for the benefit of the viewers at home, um, I'm taking the roguish archetype Arcane Trickster, which gives me a couple of nice effects, mainly access to spells, because I want in on this action. These wizards have got a good scam going, I want in. <laughs> you guys are all going to sit around and be like, I want the magic, I want the magic, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, so give us so arcane trickster, which I believe yes. is, if I'm not mistaken, that's actually what my rogue and my other campaign, the Infinity and Beyond crew, um, that just got is about to do the Rise of Tiamat. They just finished part one of Tyranny of Dragons. He's a rogue, and I believe he's also an arcane trickster, and he's level seven. So, um, they yeah, are, they get some fun things higher up there. So, so tell us. Uh, I feel like we should be doing that music for a game show. You know, like tell them what they've won. <laughs> <laughs> Da, 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 okay, so toy, what do you get at the, at, as an arcane trickster? <laughs> so, as an arcane trickster, I get to learn three cantrips, one of which has to be magic hand, 
which is a special hand I can summon for a duration of one minute, which has a variety of effects, including stowing one object the hand is holding in a container worn or carried by another character or creature, retrieve an object in a container worn or carried by another creature, and after the horrific poisoning in our first mini-adventure, this is most appealing, I can use my thieves' tools to pick locks and disarm traps at range. Oh, nice. You can do it from a distance. Yeah. I should quickly say, by the way, Wolfman's quite right. Um, just, Urush, back to you for a second. At each, when you oh. get to those stages, like level six, level, you can pick a different totem in that level if you choose. So you don't have to stick oh, with see. bear. You could actually choose oh, another I see. totem. I if just you... get a trait of that animal. Correct. Basically. That's right. So, okay. like, right, yeah. Okay. So basically you could become, like, a wolf, a wolf bear eagle. Bear wolf eagle. <laughs> wolf bear eagle. I'm just imagine a bear with eagle wings Can you and it's how terrifying. Awesome terrifying. Can... Yeah, he's got like he's got fur and hair and his eyes are yellow and you're like, oh my god. And I'm uh... completely immune to damage when I rage. <laughs> it just everyone's like, oh. <laughs> it'd be amazing. Okay. Um, all right. So back to uh, back to Celsic. Okay. So that's cool stuff. Um, yeah. Also, uh, let's see. So that's spell casting. Also at third level, uh, right? You can perform additional tasks. Right? You already talked about that. Um, mm -hmm. Also, at level nine, you will be able to magically ambush people, um, which is cool. Yes. So you will be able to, uh, when you cast a spell on it, have disadvantage on any saving throw it makes against the spell this turn. So that will be useful. So good mm -hmm. stuff. All right. Additionally, I do get two other cantrips, which have to be from the wizard school. I have definitely got minor illusion locked in, which I definitely want, which allows me to collect, connect, create small things such as sounds, distractions. Where's my page for that? Hang on. Hang on, where are we? Minor, minor, minor. Yes, minor illusion. So, and yeah. then, uh, just, so so, uh, just as a heads up, Greta, I'm coming to you, uh, Hiron, I'm coming to you next, and then uh, I'm going to come to Pi after that and see how you guys are doing on the leveling yes. stage. Yeah, so I can create a sound or an image of an object within range that lasts for the duration, that duration being a minute, also ends if I dismiss it. So I can create sounds from a whisper to a scream, a roar, a beating drum, any sound I choose and continues unabated. Or I can create the image of an object, such as a chair, muddy footprints, or a small chest, as long as it's no bigger than a five-foot cube. A very but you can't... Yes. Uh, so hopefully I can use that to distract people at some point. So that's what I've got locked in. I also get a third cantrip, which I'm still looking up a shortlist for. But wait, there's more. I also can take three... Uh, first level wizard spells, two of which have to be enchantment or illusion. So I'm just drawing up a short list for that at the moment. So I'm looking at things like color spray, which can hopefully um, blind dark creatures. Sa dark saber, dark saber, you're hitting the microphone with your book again. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's rubbing on my desk. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> Excitement. <laughs> um, cool. All right, and then uh, yeah. and anything else? Because it looks like that's it. The third level thing is basically the archetype. I love. Yes, I really do love the leveling setup here because it really allows you to kind of specialize over time. So I, I really again, mad props to Five E. I really like Five E. Oh, I didn't tell you guys this. I, I maybe you knew this and I didn't. Did you know that Cubicle Seven, which is a pretty prominent company that does licensed stuff with Watsi, they have made a Adventures of Middle Earth campaign setting with Fifth Edition D and D rules. So they basically created <laughs> Middle Earth, but fifth edition D and D rules, and they're coming up with this whole Tales of the Winterland like campaign, Middle Earth campaign. I'm like, oh man, like in D and D like rules. Oh. <laughs> for for a Tolkien nut like me, I'm just like, yes, yes, that's it. Okay, I don't know cool. what that means. It, what's that? I don't know what anything you just said means. So what it means is that it's like a Middle-Earth <laughs> role-playing system, but it's in Dungeons & Dragons rules. So it's just like mm. playing Middle-Earth, but not having to learn a whole new rule set. You, you play with D&D &D rules, but it's in Middle-Earth. So That's like some good cross-promotion. Cross exactly, and that's why it's it's really cool that it's going on that way. So I'm pretty psyched about it. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I exactly. just got my last cantrip. Okay, that's fine. As you're figuring out the last cantrip, let's move on to uh, Greta. Um... Greta, what spectacular new things have you uh, have you learned as you've advanced to your advanced age of third level? As I am now a third level light domain cleric, I learned the flaming sphere and the scorching ray Ooh. as my bonus spells. Nice. I was just noting down what they do, and it's evil. And <laughs> as I'm now also one, uh, so I now have two second level spell slots that I didn't have before. Um, yep. But as I, if I see it correctly, I only learn one 
additional spell, so I can only choose one second level spell. Uh... Because the, the spells known are my cleric level plus my wisdom modifier, and as my wisdom doesn't increase and my cleric level only increased one, I only learned one new spell. Apart from my bonus spells. Right, I was going to say, yeah, apart from your bonus spells. Um, yes, that is, that is accurate. So it basically means you have two spell slots, so you can cast that second level spell twice. Is basically what that or means. I can use a, a spell like... Um... At a higher level, yes. Yeah, yep. okay. Uh, I will also have to to correct my spell as before because I chose I, I chose two spells when we started playing and never chose any additional spells. Oh yeah. So I will have to see what first level spells I have. I only chose cure wounds and healing word and um the and my my bonus spells and that was it. I yeah. messed up there. I'm sorry. Yeah, that radiant uh, radiance of the dawn was real useful. By the way, that was that was a good yeah, that, uh, useful thing. That 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 came with my second level. That is my. Channel Divinity second skill thing. I can turn Undead or or Radiance of Dawn. Also, the Warding Flare was really useful because it would have hit you and might have paralyzed you, even if it hadn't killed you, and then Orash would not have been healed, and then it would have gotten a lot messier. So Warding Flare was real useful at that moment. Hello, Saradek. Yeah, I had read up on that before the stream, so I thought I wanted to use it once at least. Yep, no, it was great. <laughs> uh, that was great okay. stuff. And um, so I think that, if I understood correctly, that more or less was it for me. Yep, that is correct. Yep, wonderful. Um, but, then, uh, I will, then, I, then I'll see until next time what first level spells I now have, because uh, I can have um, yeah, a few more of them now. So, you, But you do get to pick a new second level, one new second level. So have you decided that? Is that going to be... I think I'm going to take Prayer of Healing. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's funny. B based on experience with this group, I will take prayer of healing. <laughs> it. I read up on it, and it's and it is um, up to six creatures of your choice, two d eight plus your spell casting ability modifier it's, it's hit pretty, points. Yeah, it's pretty clutch. That seems to be a nice spell. I think um, I'm going to take that. It is pretty clutch. I agree. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, all right, sounds good. Um, I'm going to go to you in just one second, Justice. Um, let's see before I do that, though. Okay, so um, I want to mention here um, rituals. So just for you, uh, Orash, while I'm thinking about it. Um, so this is because of the speak with animals thing, all that stuff that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So the ritual version of a spell takes 10 minutes longer to cast than normal. Um, and it doesn't yep. expend a spell slot, which means that it cannot be cast at a higher level. So it's just cast at the level that it's at. So what Greta just said about being able to cast a level using it at a higher, basically increasing the potency of that lower level spell, you can't do yep. that as a part of this. You're okay. just, you know. Um, so uh, now the deal about the ritual is, so it takes, first of all, as I said, a longer time to do. What were the ones that I told you it was speak with animals, right? was one of them? Yes. So what this does is it allows you to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration of the spell, which is 10 minutes, and it takes yep. 10 minutes to actually get to that point. Um, this is not a command spell, so you don't Beast have the ability to control well. them. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. It doesn't give you the ability yep. to control them, but you can maybe persuade them, like, hey, help us out here, and I'll, I don't know, help you build your dam, Mr. Beaver, or whatever. Yep. Like, I mean, you know, that, <laughs> so uh, you have those options available to you. As far as Beast Sense is concerned, uh, Beast Sense is... Yes, you touch a willing beast. <laughs> For the duration of the spell, you can use your action to see through the beast's eyes and hear what it hears, and continue to do so until you use your action to return to your normal senses. While perceiving through the beast senses, you gain the benefits of any special senses possessed by that creature, though you are blind and deaf to your own surroundings. So it's basically like oh, you're okay. transferring your consciousness in a way, not not exactly, but yeah. to trans to that beast, and that again is as a ritual. So, Okay. Um, um, I was just having a quick look, sorry to interrupt, I was just having a quick look at the uh, actual spirit animals. So I'm right in thinking that uh, I can kind of not replace the spirit animal, but sort of uh, uh, put something similar. Instead of a bear, I could have something similar to a bear. That, that is more uh, native just, to your... Right, right. That's more native to where my character is actually Correct. from. Yes. Can I have a quick think about that? It's still going to be the bear, 
but I might have a think of yep. what's native to my character's homeland. I encourage it. Absolutely. Cool. Thank as you. long as it's not, you know, an owlbear or <laughs> native to my land no, is no. a dragon. Like, you know, like that's that's the yeah, only thing. No, um, no. But no, otherwise, it's going to be yes. exactly the same as, as uh, the, the, the uh, benefits aren't going to change. Okay. I just, it's bears, where my character's from is from like a, a, a wasteland, essentially. And bears it. aren't going to be that common. So I love it. Absolutely. Does that mean it's going to be the camel? Is it going to, is it going to be the is your spirit animal? Uh, I, was, I was thinking of a rhino, to be honest. Ooh. A rhino or an elephant or something like that. Yeah, something okay. similar in, in characteristics. Yes. You know, thick skin. I dig it. Yeah, yeah. I My dig it. Yeah, think about that. That's fine. Manticore. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, not a manticore. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. That brings us up to justice. Um, it brings us to justice. Justice, have you, had a chance to, have you had a chance to look at anything yet or not? Have you... I'm sorry, was I supposed to be doing something? <laughs> That's okay. I figured you wouldn't be. All right. No, um, I'm, I'm serious. Was I really supposed to be doing something? Well, yes. We were supposed to be looking into your level, into moving up to third level. But it's oh, okay. I was I was just waiting for you to get to me. I didn't realize I was supposed to be actually looking at something while That's I was okay. waiting. That's all right. So we're going to do this right now. So here's what happens to you as a paladin. First of all, by third level, the divine magic flowing through you makes you immune to disease. So you cannot okay. be diseased. So when people get the common cold... You will never miss work again, right? You're just you're you're good to go. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is sacred oath. Now this is important. When you reach third level, you swear the oath that binds you as a paladin. Going to use my echo machine for this forever. Uh, <laughs> um, up to this time, you have been in a preparatory stage, committed to the path, but not yet sworn to it. Now you must choose one of the three following oaths: the oath of devotion, the oath of the ancients, or the oath of vengeance. And unlike uh, what Urash is dealing with, you can't just choose a new one when you get higher. So you are choosing one of these, and then this is it, okay? So here are your I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I probably could get pretty high back in the day. <laughs> so here are your choices. The Oath That's of Devotion. That's a joke, get it? I guess. <laughs> the Oath of Devotion is the first option. That binds you to the loftiest ideals of justice, virtue, and order. I'm already sensing this may be the direction. Sometimes called cavaliers, white knights, or holy warriors, these paladins meet the ideal of the knight in shining armor, acting with honor in pursuit of justice and the greater good. They hold themselves to the highest justice. standards of conduct, and some, for better or worse, hold the rest of the world to the same standards. Many who swear this oath are devoted to gods of law and good and use their gods' tenets as the measure of their devotion. They hold angels, the perfect servants of good, as their ideals, and incorporate images of angelic wings into their helmets or coat of arms. Though the exact words and strictures of the Oath of Devotion vary, paladins of this oath share these tenets. 1. Honesty. Don't lie or cheat. Let your word be your promise. Courage. Never fear to act, though caution is wise. Compassion. Aid others, protect the weak, and punish those who threaten them. Show mercy to your foes, but temper it with wisdom. Honor. Treat others with fairness and let your honorable deeds be an example to them. Do as much good as possible while causing the least amount of harm. And last, duty. That's going to be hard. Be responsible for your actions and their consequences. Protect That's also those. Gonna be I was going to say that. Be responsible for your <laughs> actions. Uh, protect those that are entrusted to your care, and obey those who have just authority over you. Now, the other thing about this is that when you go with the oath of devotion, you have um, two spells that you get. Uh, oath spells. One is protection from evil and good, and one is sanctuary. So basically allows you to be protected, gets you benefits. I can read those spells later on. And then Sanctuary also uh, gives you defensive bonuses. So that's what you get at third level. And then as you go up higher levels, you gain more benefits based on the Oath of Devotion. Okay? So that's choice one. That's choice Oath of Divinity. Also, at third level, you get the two following channel divinity options. Sacred Weapon. You can imbue one weapon you are holding with positive energy using your channel divinity. For one minute, you add your Charisma modifier to attack rolls made with that weapon. The weapon also emits bright light to a 20-foot radius and dim light 20 feet beyond that. If the weapon is not already magical, it becomes magical for the duration. So basically, you imbue your weapon with sacred power. Okay, so that's, that's that. Also, you also get the other channel divinity option, which is turning the unholy. You present your holy symbol and speak a prayer, censuring fiends and undead using your channel divinity, and they are basically turned, and Greta could tell you something about turning that uh, clerics are able to do as well. Then you get more benefits as you get higher level, aura of devotion, purity of spirit. 
They have one that's at 20th level, but we'll worry about that in five years or whatever it is. Okay, so um, so basically that's what you get with Oath of Devotion. Okay, so that's choice number one is Oath of Devotion. You got that? Okay. Basically. Second choice is Oath of the Ancients. The Oath of the Ancients is as old as the race of elves and the rituals of the druids. Sometimes called knights, fey knights, green knights, or, or horned knights, paladins who swear this oath cast their lot with the side of the light in the cosmic struggle against darkness because they love the beautiful and life-giving things of the world, not necessarily because they believe in principles of honor, courage, and justice. They adorn their armor and clothing with images of growing things, leaves, antlers, or flowers, as reflect their commitment to preserving life and light in the world. Bunch of hippies. That's true. Um, so the tenets of the ancients are kindle the light through your acts of mercy, kindness, and forgiveness. Kindle the light of hope in the world, beating back despair. That's choice number one. Shelter the light. Where there is good, beauty, love, and laughter in the world, stand against the wickedness that would swallow it. Where life flourishes, stand against the forces that would render it barren. Preserve your own light. Delight in song and laughter and beauty and art. If you allow the light to die in your own heart, you can't preserve it in the world. And be the light. Be a glorious beacon for all who live in despair. Let the light of your joy and courage shine forth in all your deeds. Kindle it, shelter it, preserve it, be it. Just be light. It's all about the light. Um, and the spells that you get at this level are ensnaring strike and speak with animals. We could have a whole like hippie party, guys. You could just be the burning man. Like the whole the whole party just is all about this. Um, Wait, and, what was what was the what was the last thing? Uh, speak with animals. So, uh, the, see, now that's tempting. <laughs> because you try to do it anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. And then channel divinity here. Your channel divinity, you get one of two options here as well as part of this oath. The first is nature's wrath. You can invoke primeval forces to ensnare a foe. As an action, you can cause spectral vines to spring up and reach for a creature within 10 feet of you that you can see. The creature must succeed on a strength or dexterity saving throw or be restrained. While restrained by the vines, nice. the creature can repeat the saving throw. The other one is Turn the Faithless. You can use your channel divinity to utter ancient words painful for fey and fiends to hear. You present your holy symbol and each fey or fiend, not undead, fey or fiend within 30 feet of you that can hear you make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, they will run from you just like the undead would run from you in the first oath that I mentioned. Okay? So that is, that is the channel divinity. This is sort of the nature paladin, basically, if you want. All right, can I put I dislike everything about it except for the ability to talk to animals. Except for the ability to talk to animals. <laughs> well, okay. And then the third one, the last one, is Oath of Vengeance. The Oath of Vengeance is a solemn commitment to punish those who have committed a grievous sin. When evil forces slaughter helpless villagers, when an entire people turn against the will of the gods, when a thieves' guild grows too violent and powerful, when a dragon rampages through the countryside, when a poor child steals money to try to get save his, his innocent mother. No, I'm kidding. I made that last one. At times like these, paladins arise and swear an oath of vengeance to set right that which has gone wrong. To these paladins, sometimes called avengers or dark knights, their own purity is not as important as delivering justice. The tenets of the oath of vengeance vary by paladin, but all the tenets revolve around punishing wrongdoers by any means necessary. Paladins who uphold these tenets are willing to sacrifice even their own righteousness to mete out justice against those who do evil, so the paladins are often neutral or lawful neutral in alignment. The core principles of the tenets are brutally simple. Fight the greater evil. Faced with the choice of fighting my sworn foes or combating a lesser evil, I choose the greater evil. No mercy for the wicked. Ordinary foes might win my mercy, but my sworn enemies do not. By any means necessary, my qualms can't get in the way of exterminating my foes. Restitution. If my foes wreak ruin in the world, it's because I failed to stop them. I must help those harmed by their misdeeds. Now, your oath spells in this oath are Bane and Hunter's Mark. Hunter's Mark basically marks your enemy and makes it easier for you to hit him. I would need to double-check what Bane is. I think it gives you detriments to saving throws and stuff. Your channel divinity for this is ab two of them. Abjure enemy. As an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer of denunciation. That creature must make a wisdom saving throw, and if they fail, they are frightened for one minute. While frightened, they cannot move. They can't, like, walk about, and they can't benefit from any bonus to their speed. That's one. The second thing is the vow of enmity. You can utter a vow of enmity against a creature you can see within 30 feet of you. You gain advantage on attack rolls against that creature for one minute. So basically you've got one that's dedicated to justice, truth, and the American way. You've got one that's dedicated to nature, and you've got one that's dedicated to vengeance. So, what oath will it be for you, Justice? 
Alright. Random thing picker. What are the options? You're not. You're not googling this, are you? What are the options? You're not leaving Both? this to. What are the three face. options? The three options are. Um, you are we're doomed. Oath of devotion, oath of the ancients, and oath of vengeance. All right, we're going to use uh, Andrew.hedges.name/slash/experiment/slash/random/slash/pick1.html, also known as the random thing picker, and we shall pick it. <laughs> okay. If I were to input it correctly, instead of having it doing it wrong, and it picks it all. <laughs> You've one chosen option. the oath of nothingness. You have no oath. You don't care about anything. <laughs> I just picked all of them at the same time. I don't think you can Great. do that. You can't do that. I am the oath of justice, devotion, vengeance. You yeah, know that's not. All right, here we go. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, exactly. Ancients. Vengeance. Wow. All right. The Oath of Vengeance. Are you cool with that? Yep. All right. The Oath of Vengeance. All right. So, so again, what that means is I'll just give you the, the benefits. So, as an action, this is your channel divinity, okay? So, as an action, um, and I'll talk to you about channel divinity in a minute. Basically, what channel divinity means is, um, well, I'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. So, um, you gain the following channel divinity options. Abjure enemy which allows you to present your holy symbol, you speak a prayer of denunciation, you choose a creature within 60 feet of you that you can see, the creature must make a wisdom saving throw, and fiends and undead creatures have disadvantage on that saving throw. Wait, on a failed save, the wait, creature... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sure. Which, one you, which one are you reading for? I'm reading the Abjure Enemy. That's no, Channel which, Divinity. And which that's of the one three? Of... Which one of the three are you reading Oh, that's Oath of Vengeance. That was... Oh, I said ancient. Oh, ancients. Oh, I thought you said vengeance. And ancients. You just wanted to speak with animals. Let's be clear. That's what we actually. I left it up to the randomness of the internet. All right, I take that back. All right, the oath of the ancients. Okay, the oath of the ancients. So you are all about that nature. So what that means is in that nature. So you got two choices. You got two things you'll be able to do with your channel divinity. One is nature's wrath. You can use your channel divinity to invoke primeval forces to ensnare a foe. As an action, you can cause spectral uh, vines to spring up and reach for a creature within 10 feet of you that you can see. The creature must succeed on a strength or dexterity saving throw or be restrained, and it can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns. So Nature's Wrath basically restrains your enemy. And then the second channel divinity option that you have is Turn the Faithless. Basically, it's like Greta's Turning the Undead, except for you, it works against fey creatures or fiendish creatures. And what you do is, um, they must make a wisdom saving throw. They have to be within 30 feet of you, and they must be able to hear you. If they fail, they are turned for a minute. That means they spend their turns trying to move as far away from you as they can. They won't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you, and they can't take reactions. So they're basically just, I'm just running. Also, if I should say, by the way, if the creature's true form was concealed by an illusion, or was shape-shifting or something like that, that form is revealed when you do this. So when you turn them, they are they become their true selves. So what's that called? That is called uh, turn the faithless. Exactly, Dementia. He's a hippie knight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> more or less. He really enjoys the band that Fish. Reveals he drives in a VW wagon from the 1970s. <laughs> Big flower on its side. Turn the Faithless, it reveals enemies' true self. Man, these names are so lame. What is this, a JRPG? Turn the Faithless. Now remember, your job, your oath, uh, Justice, requires you to kindle, to shelter, to preserve, and be the light. So, if you see a forest being ripped down, if if your forest is being ripped down, you know... That's what it happens. And it says there's a big, like, stern sidebar about breaking your oath. Like, you know, a paladin has to hold the highest standards of conduct. You know, paladin must not willfully violate his oath. If he does, the consequences are serious. Um, you know, blah, 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 The consequences blah, so. are dire. Consequences we are so are getting dire. smitten. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, so, let me write this down. What is, it? what is it that I have to do? You must kindle the light. You must shelter the light. You must preserve your own light. Okay. You must What's be that, the light. But, but, like, what does that mean? It means you must, uh, through your acts of mercy, kindness, and forgiveness, you must kindle the light of hope in the world. You must beat back despair. 
you must uh, protect beauty, love, and laughter. Oh, that's too that's too much wickedness. Don't even bother finishing that. I can't. I'm not going to remember <laughs> that. Are you kidding me? You must preserve <laughs> your light. You must be the light. Are you kidding me? Pop quiz: If choosing between the light and the dark, what do you choose? You choose the gray man, of course. Eh, it took too long. Do, do you choose the light or the dark? Uh, it's not hard. Quit your god's listening. Question. All right. So basically, just be a good guy. Light. The answer is light. You must choose the light. Yes. So basically, just 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 be a good guy. Well, okay. yeah, but the key is to protect the light by protecting others. So it's not so much about justice as much as it is about protecting goodness and light, and also nature when you can. Okay. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention was about this speak with animals. I've already talked about that. Speak with animals allows you to talk with animals, but does not allow you to command them. So it just allows you to understand them. And unlike um, Urash, Urash can do that over time as a ritual, but you can actually cast it quickly as a spell. So you have that spell, which is called, again, Speak with Animals. Okay. And the other spell oh, that's is... Ens- a, that's a spell. That's a spell. And the other spell that you have is Ensnaring Strike. And what that means is, the next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack before the spell ends, a writhing mass of thorny vines restrains the target. So you not only strike it, but then it is restrained by the target. So you hit it, and it's like... By these vines. Alright, well, what's that called? That is called Ensnaring Strike. Okay. I think I got him. There you go. Basically, the O's are the fun police. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. But at least now... to your fun. Well, I was going to say, at least now, as as this, this kind of gives you a little bit more flexibility, I think. Because, again, it's... You're not dominated by justice. You're dominated by preserving the light. So, you know. And incidentally, that doesn't mean that if you're walking down a hallway, you, you don't let people silence a lantern. Like, you can... I mean, metaphorical light. I think me and him might get old looking at my spells. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> there you go. So that's what's I've, going on. I've locked that's in right. a third which is dancing Anybody lights. who blows out a candle gets a punch to the face. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, you you should get along famously with Greta now. You blow like, out a candle, as soon as you turn around, there is my fist right in your face. But, just but, immediately. But you should get along with Greta really well. She's a light domain cleric, so you're just like, yes, yes I approve of everything you've done. You heard my you heard, you heard my speech today, and you directly converted. It's wonderful. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you were like, you're right. I am in love with the light. The, li- the light came the light. and saved us, and you saw the saw the light. You uh-huh. saw the light. So you went running around and grabbing like leaves from people and like sticking them in your armor, and you're like, guys, I figured it out. Well, like you just make Dan into a shish kebab of leaves. You just put leaves on Dan, and like. Well, I did. I did tell the town to be sure to eat their vegetables. So I guess I've I've, I've become a vegetarian though. That's right. <laughs> That's true. Well, okay. I'm definitely not traveling with justice anymore. <laughs> so now we can. Now this gives us a chance to actually, and this is good, guys, because we've got about 10 minutes left, and that's going to perfectly set us up for the next adventure. So, I, Chad, I wanted you guys to go through that with them so you could see a little bit about what the leveling process was like for them. Third level, what the fun thing about leveling up is that as they gain more powers and abilities, they become more like themselves. These were characters that they were sort of, they were kind of pre-builds to a degree, and now they're getting a chance to really kind of shape them more into what they want. So um, that's that's one of the reasons why they did that. Um, so with that said, um, so you you are uh, you spend about a month um, in Tribor. You are wined and dined by the town. You are treated as heroes. Um, you get as many apples or ash as you desire, or if you desire none, you get none of them at all. Um, Selsig, uh, you get lots of people who are talking to you. Uh, you show them about how to play poker uh, and about various games of chance. A lot of play people seem to be poker. losing intentionally. Um, Greta, you've they been having a, a chance to speak with Father Longfellow and some of the other priests in town. Uh, you've spoken um... about the possibility of gaining religious benefits. And Yes. Concern, uh, concerning Father Longfellow, I would like to um, donate to him the 25 gold coins I got out of the St. Cuthbert thing. That is a very worthy and religious thing for you to do. He is moved by your action, and in fact, um, before you leave, you see that there are workers busily hammering away at the Shrine of Timora as he seems to be adding on an extension. You also, uh, as you walk by, now have a delicious... There's the delicious smell of cookies wafting out of there at all times because he's actually uh, got a new higher-level oven. 
So um, he's able to cook things, uh, bake things at a higher <laughs> level. So he's very grateful. And in fact, he gives all of you um, several um, bags worth of cookies on your way. Um, nom, nom, good. Nom, nom, nom. Um, and uh, Justice, as you have, been, uh, you have been able to actually spend time in the forests surrounding Tribor, as you've uh, begun to sort of adopt uh, some of the ways of your new path, you've begun to understand the value of the green. Um, you're thinking about becoming vegan. Um, you are uh, enjoying the world of the leaves. You've also found things which have certain mood-altering properties, which you enjoy. Um, you found that Thanks, you've, you've tuned into a new experience, <laughs> you think. Um, uh, you, you find yourself uh, walking around being like, Hi on cocaine, Casey Jones, you bet. You know, stuff like that. You're, you definitely have been having a good time uh, on the outskirts. Also, both you and Orush have had a chance to speak to Smithson, um, who is uh, his mother, who looks like she might actually survive she might be out of all danger there's nothing that can be done for the brother of course who was gone but they uh but smithson is determined to remain a uh, paladin and to learn from your example justice but also to learn from urash your might and he promises uh as he goes he says he's going to try to learn and uh, be trained perhaps in Baldur's gate or in Waterdeep when he gets a little older so he says in the meantime he will do what he can to preserve uh tribor um is he, so he right already is he like open about I had already He's walking given, around, but his arm is still my, uh, Yeah, sorry. Forty-six. Okay. I'm sorry. Just I had already, I had already given him the, um, the, the reward cash, right? Ah, yes. I did. I did not know that, but now you have, and he is. Uh, He's very grateful for that as well. It's one of the reasons that uh, you, his not he and his mom are now in a more secure house, um, where and and it basically there it's in a situation where he now can not have to worry that his mother is going to be thrown out on her rear tomorrow or that she's going to die for some consequence. So Tribor is in a better state basically um, uh, than when you first super arrived. Super quick question about sure. money. Sorry, um, how? Uh, no, we did we get? Uh, was it sixty-five gold we got? No, you it, can't eat the money. It was it was <laughs> sixty gold, and then each of you got yep. an additional oh. twenty-five gold pieces from Cuthbert's. Oh right. I'll, and uh, I'll Justice you. Greta donated her 25 to the Shrine of Timora. Justice donated his 25 to Smithson. Selsig donated his to his pocket, I assume. Um. Actually, I would like to say I would like to have used the time to maybe upgrade my armor to studded leather armor because I'm sick of getting hit and that extra one armor class might come in handy. Sure, you can certainly do that, yep. So Excellent. go ahead, Arash. So you had something you wanted to do with that? or? Yeah, basically I'll, I'll uh, spend anything that needs to be spent to sort of refill rations and water and things like that. Anything that I need to actually live. Um, and then I don't... I've got my axe. I've not got any armor. I don't really need anything else at the moment. I'll replenish all my supplies like rope and things like that that have been uh, uh, used, oil. Um, and then just distribute my money around the, the, the uh, unfortunate people around the city. Okay. So are you saving any money in reserve, or are you... Uh... Probably like 10 gold. Okay, so go ahead and mark that down on your sheet. Yep. Uh, the people are, are very sort of honored by your action. Um, and uh, one of them um, actually uh, gives you, Orash, as you're sort of getting things, one of the merchants that you do this to, tells you that he's heard of your um, honesty and forthrightness and so on. And uh, he gives you a, a strange-looking flask. And he says... Uh, and it's marked with uh, an A and an F, and uh, they are sort of interwoven in this flaming script. And he says, uh, this is a flask of alchemist fire. Only use that when you're in real trouble. <laughs> Don't be like my dad. Well, no one's really like my dad because my dad's not around because he opened this flask. But anyway, it's a sad story. You should keep it yourself, though. So he gives you, Thank you a uh, flask of alchemist fire. All right, and as you don't guys are there... Don't eat the flask. Don't eat, yeah, exactly. Do not eat okay. it. okay. I have um, an intelligence of eight. I'm not going to start gnawing on anything I pick up. Yeah, but you keep you, you keep downing barrels of cookies, and <laughs> those, hey, you hey, didn't hey, consider hey, apples to those be food. Those cookies are so, delicious. I know, but you didn't consider oh, apples plant. to be food, so who knows what Dude's you consider plants. to be what? Exactly. Weirdos. Uh, so while you guys are gathered, um, one night you're actually um, sitting uh, outside in the Merchant Square, sort of uh, feet up, you know, they've got the lights strung up, it's like a nice sort of, you know, I, I want to use the example for me, it's like a European capital, you know, like you're in, you're in like Paris or something, feet up, nice warm summer day, summer evening, you know, just sort of chilling, kicking back, um, and a uh, messenger from uh, Cordelia Oldfield comes rushing up to you and says, um, uh, my, my friends, uh, the mayor has called for you. Please, it's it's urgent. We should we should probably go. 
Yes. I thought, I thought that was a given. I didn't realize we needed to respond. Yeah, yeah as well. I mean, you're just sitting there kicking back. You, you could choose to avoid it, and then your we next adventure will be hanging out in Tribor while you just get blind and dying for hours. Oh, uh, shopping! Yes. Hey, so, oh, hang on. I like that second option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, now that I know. Okay, so they yeah, but bring we're you heroes. Before... So we go if somebody needs us. I so grab my stuff and go. So they bring you, uh, the messenger brings you back to um, Cordelia's residence, where you so long ago actually started things. Um, and uh, in joined with, uh, joined uh, Cordelia, joined joining her in the room, I'll get that sentence out, is a, um, a woman who is uh, very tall and thin and somewhat pale of face um, and has this very elaborate um, looking dress and, uh, and outfit on with this sort of um, high collar and stuff like that. Looks uh, very impressive. Um, and uh, she stands sort of with her arms folded as you guys walk in. And uh, she comes in and she says, um, she looks at you, as Pi got disconnected somehow. Uh, she looks Pie's at you gone. and she says, um, she looks at you and she says, uh, as she comes in and Cordelia looks at all of you and says, my friends, thank you. I thought this was important. Uh, may I introduce Lady Velrosa Nandar from Waterdeep? And uh, the lady inclines her head to all of you. Um, and uh, Cordelia says, these are the heroes of Tribor of, of whom I described. Um, I believe that these are the best options to help you in your predicament, although I'm loath to see them go. And uh, the lady sort of folds her arms and she says, I appreciate it very much. Well, as you've already heard, my name is Lady Verosa Nandar. I am not simply, though, from Waterdeep. I am also the High Steward of Nightstone. Now, you know that Nightstone is a popular retreat from wealthy nobles. Um, it's basically kind of like a resort town a little bit where nobles go and then they hunt in the surrounding forest around it. So Nightstone is one of these places that lots of people want to go to and it's usually pretty pricey when they do. Um, and uh, she, so, so you know all that already, and she says, My people are a simple one. We love our food, we love our drink, we love our entertainments. But we were not particularly prepared for an attack. Several weeks ago, all of Nightstone fell to a coordinated attack from goblins. Everywhere we looked were goblins, and it's worse. These goblins were not their usual chaotic selves, killing everything they saw, moving in heedless of danger. They moved as if with coordination and purpose. I believe that someone is controlling them. They have taken over the town, and they are threatening to launch attacks in the surrounding villages from it. Someone must deal with this threat, and my people have either been killed, or captured, or destroyed. I came here, the closest place I could, to seek for aid, and the mayor here has told me that all of you know something about assisting those who are in need. Well, we could use it now. Yes, I speak goblin. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, we do have something of uh, experience dealing with unusually coordinated goblins. <laughs> She says, um, if you are willing to help me, I would be pleased to offer you a reward, hopefully a rather substantial one, um, something which would be in keeping with your, well, your experience and training. But before I can do anything, we must have access to the city again, and that requires you to actually attend there. Nightstone, you know, is on an island surrounded by a moat. It is not easy to get to except one entrance, both in and out. And I am afraid that that entrance has now been seized and, of course, is fortified. But I can help you with very little except to make suggestions about how you might arrive. Do you have a boat? <laughs> she sort of says, I have a boat. Unfortunately, it won't get you over the high walls that surround the town. Again, it, the fact that goblins were able to take it is a shameful example of how our defenses failed. We never expected them to be organized in this way. Do you have a catapult? She sort of looks at you and says, No, I do not. Alright, I have ideas. <laughs> well, my friends, I'll look, I'll look around at everyone. I'm just like, well, it appears fate has deemed our band will stay together for a while longer. I think we should help this town. I agree, but um, there's only one way in and out. We're not exactly an army. Capable, yes, but hardly a substitute for an armed force. And she says, uh, she smiles and she says, Well, my friend, unfortunately our army was not very useful in our case. I don't think an armed force is necessary. I think there must be some way to, as it were, 
cut the head from the snake. But I have no idea how to do that since I don't know what the snake's head actually is. I only know the goblins were working together with coordination, something I've never seen them do before. In it's any simple. case, not just force, but targeted attack is required. It's simple. We can capture one of these goblins, and I shall interrogate it. I leave the I was thinking about that alone. That alone is worth going on this adventure. <laughs> that prospect alone of justice interrogating a goblin. I'm glad to hear it, Hilness. That's good. I have so many pictures in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, all of you, you don't need an army. You need heroes, and that's us. Let's go. And yes. freeze frame. Yes, and we freeze walk frame. Out. As I say that, I cast dancing light behind us so that <laughs> our ultimate really loads of light appear and illuminate yeah. us radiantly. <laughs> I like it. And uh, with that, folks, uh, that brings us to the end and a beginning. The end of Terra Tribor and the beginning of Storm King's Thunder.